Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. All right. Hello. Welcome in to a episode of Shouty Sanity. Uh, my my guy, uh, Caleb Lynn, giving me the reins this week. I'm actually going to fly solo uh, tonight. Uh, so this is the uh, first time I've gone solo, um, but very excited uh, to, to do this for you guys tonight. We're talking NBA playoffs. Um, we weren't able to get a, a pot out last week due to some scheduling issues, but we are back um, and we are fully into the second round, which is uh, just crazy to think about. We're moving right along. But um, before we start talking second round games, we do. I am going to do a quick recap of the first round um, and how these series were won. Um, tonight, we'll do a little bit of different format. We're not going to go back and forth from conference to conference. We're just going to go straight west and we're going to go straight east and uh, we'll go from there tonight. Um, but we'll start with the one eight with the one eight matchup there out there in the West um, Phoenix and, and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, last time myself and, and Caleb Lynn convened, uh, Phoenix w- was struggling a bit with with the Pelicans. Um, and then it came out that uh, that Devin Booker had a hamstring injury. He was going to miss a couple weeks. Well, he ended up coming back sooner rather than later. Um, and this series really wasn't won by Devin Booker. Yes, his presence was felt. This series is really won by uh, the vet that they paid a whole lot of money to in the offseason. And that's Chris Paul, the ageless wonder Chris Paul. We want to talk about LeBron James and his age and what he's able to do and and how amazing he is. Well, Chris Paul is is right there as well. Um, I mean, he finished a game 100% from the field. I believe it was 14 to 14 uh, to close out a series. I mean, just incredible. Incredible resistance by the Suns team to find ways to win without Devin Booker. And Chris Paul, exactly like I, I had predicted a couple weeks ago. Chris Paul, this is why you, you have a guy like Chris Paul. And he did exactly that and closed out the Pelicans in six. Um, looking at the 4-5 matchup, Dallas and Utah. Um Boy, uh, all the all the reports coming out of Utah uh, surrounding Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. The it's kind of the he said this, he says that. Um, boy, they really need to figure out the future out there in Utah. They were unimpressive um, after the first couple games of this series, where it was it was tight. Um, games were tight. Games were fun. Dallas just seemed to and and. Luca Magic just took over. Um, Gobert couldn't guard Maxi Kleba out on the three. Kleba was lighting them up from three point range. If Kleba's lighting you up from three point range, that series is over. It's not because Maxi Kleba is, is a good player. It's there's no effort, there's no adjustment, there's no game plan to that. And that's on Quinn Snyder as well, who could very well be off his off to to uh, to LA uh, to coach LeBron and the Lakers. I don't think it's a good move for Quinn Snyder. I don't think he needs to. I mean, just look at him. Look at the guy. Look at how much stress he's been under in Utah. You think it's going to get better in L.A.? Let me tell you something, Quinn. It's not. And, and the Jazz, the Jazz front office and ownership, Dwayne Wade and all them, they have major decisions coming up. If it's true what we're hearing, that Rudy Gobert is at a point where it's it's me or him with Donovan Mitchell, let me tell you something too, Rudy. <laughs> 
it's going to be you. You're going to be gone. You're no longer going to be a member of the Utah Jazz. One, for a couple of reasons. One, all you can do is play defense and rebound. You have no offensive ability whatsoever. And your contract's horrible. They gave you an awful contract. Um, I don't know how many teams are actually going to want to take that on. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what it is uh, this offseason. But this could also open up the doors for a team like the New York Knicks, who's been longing for a star that have said that they are going to get a star for years and years and years. I think Zach Griffith can give you the the uh, correct amount of times that we they've promised a star is coming to the New York Knicks and just hasn't. Well, this finally may give them their opportunity. Uh, I think Julius Randle's looking for a way out. Donovan Mitchell may be looking for a way out. I think it works. Just figure out the figure out the money. But anyway, Dallas moves on. Luka Doncic, amazing as always, um, and, and they're moving on. Uh, they're playing in the uh, conference semis game two this evening. Um, looking at the three six matchup in the West, Golden State and Denver. My Warriors are back, baby. They are back. I, I understand Denver doesn't have Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr., but Golden State, what they were able to do, they found their third guy in Jordan Poole when we thought it, it would be somebody like Andrew Wiggins, who is still a major contributor to this team, don't get me wrong, but Jordan Poole has been playing incredibly well lately. Um, and he's even continued that into the series um, against, uh, against Memphis here. Uh, so, and that, that they're going to need him in this Memphis series, obviously. And we'll talk about that here a little bit later. Um, but Denver will be back. They're always going to be in the hunt. If you have Nikola Jokic on your team, you're going to be in the hunt. I mean, Nikola Jokic is just that good. He carried this team to the, their sole win in this series. Um, had they had a little more firepower, I think this, this series would have been a lot closer. To a little, it would have been a lot more fun. Um, but nonetheless, Golden State gets the dub um, and moves on in five. And then to the 2-7 matchup, uh, where Memphis and Minnesota. Minnesota was giving Memphis fits. Um, I think that that's just Minnesota. They have a lot more veteran guys on their team. Yes, the, the playoff experience is very similar between the two teams, um, but they have a lot more guys that have been in the league more with Minnesota. Um, but Memphis, they've said it. They've established that this is who we are. We, we're not going to duck any smoke. We're going to run right up the chimney, and that's exactly what they did. Um, you know, going up, John Morant going up against a guy like like uh, Patrick Beverly on defense. Um, you you better run up the chimney at Patrick Beverly. Otherwise, he's going to get under your skin, um, and, and he's going to disrupt your whole entire game. And Memphis didn't let it affect him. Um, even though Memphis had some really bad games, some bad blowouts, um, they stuck together and, and they really took control of this series and took it in six. Very fun series to watch. Um, again, the future of the NBA is in very good hands, folks. It, it is. It is. Uh, if, just watch John Morant. I saw a tweet today. Um, someone mentioned that John Morant has become uh, appointment television. And I, and I would agree. If he's on TV, you have to watch John Morant. You have to. Everyone wants to, the thing is, go watch Steph Curry. He's going to shoot a bunch of threes and splash a bunch of them. Yes, and that is still fun to watch. But go watch John Morant play. There's a certain grit and grind that, that, that is the Memphis mantra to his game that is just so fun to watch. He's so explosive. Uh, he is just so, so fun to watch. 
But uh, Memphis takes that series in six. Uh, they are now in a series with Golden State. But uh, let's recap uh, the East first round real quick before we get into second round games here. Um, let's start with the 1-8 matchup there, Miami and Atlanta. Uh, not much to say here. Um, Atlanta, they are just not equipped um, to hang with a team like like Miami at this point. Miami easily won this in five. Um, could have very easily been a sweep. Trey Young didn't hear much from him. Didn't do much talking this this round. Uh, not saying I I like Trey Young. I like him as a player, but boy, uh, they really need to get him some help. Get off a of Herder. Get off of Bogdanovich. Get off a of Gallinari. Those are horrible, horrid contracts. Um, and upgrade that position. Uh, we saw the flashes from a guy like DeAndre Hunter. He's expected to get 12 to 15 million this year. And I hope it's from the Atlanta Hawks. I hope they clear the space for this, for, for DeAndre Hunter. They need him. That is, that is a cornerstone to, to that team. And they shouldn't have got rid of Cam Reddish. We haven't been able to really talk some of the in-season trades. That, that was a horrible trade by Lynn. They could have used a guy like Cam Reddish in this series easily. Easily. And said so they trade him to a poverty franchise like the New York Knicks, where he was buried on the bench by, by Thibodeau. It's an embarrassment. That kid is going to he, – he can be an impact player in this league, but he was not given a fair shake by either Atlanta or the New York Knicks. And frankly, it's a joke. But Miami's rolling. Miami's rolling. They even had some games without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, and they were still able to, to beat up on these Hawks easily. Anyway, let's move on to the 4-5 matchup, Philly and Toronto. Um, boy, Doc Rivers tried to do everything in his power to blow another lead. Another uh, This one, this time being a 3-0 lead. Um, Toronto won two straight, um, but hey, I'll give props to Philly here. They came out and they blew out Toronto to close the series. Toronto, another team that's just under-equipped um, for a team like Philly. Joel Embiid did what he did. Unfortunately, the news of Joel Embiid's uh, eye fracture and concussion um, that was uh, that was dished out by Pascal Siakam. Did it look intentional? It did look a bit extra. I will say that it did look a bit extra. Um, it's not a good look. I understand the hate on Pascal Siakam. Um, this is probably one of the more physical playoffs that I've seen in a long time. Um, as far as some, some dangerous play um, and some really hard fouls, I am all for hard fouls in the playoffs. I am all for it. The playoffs should be ref differently. Totally agree. But with the rules the way they are, these days in the NBA, you cannot make plays like that. And there's a couple that we'll talk about here in the second round, but I mean, those are dangerous plays and you really don't want to go out and try to injure guys. And some of these, some of these tough fouls have almost seen that way. Um, most notably lately, Dylan Brooks, we'll talk more about that. Um, but this, you don't want to hurt a guy. And I know Joel Embiid is injury prone. So, I mean, even if you, if you even put some type of force into him, he might get injured. So I understand that. Um, but when Joel Embiid is healthy, he is a dominant basketball player. Pure and simple. There's rumors that, that uh, he is going to be presented with the MVP trophy um, during game three. Um, I don't know if that's 100% true. I know he was definitely an MVP candidate if he won it. I don't have any complaints here, um, although I do think it should be Nicole Jokic, but that's neither here nor there. Um, 
But hey, Philly's in the second round and they don't have Joel Embiid for these first two games. They're uh, in game two right now. Uh, they are down by 10 uh, with about 210 left in the third quarter. Um, I'm thinking Miami probably pulls away. James Harden just can't do what he used to do back when he was in Houston. Um, but James Harden played decent in the first round. I will give him that. Um, he's still not the main guy. I think he's still trying to get used to that. Um, he's a good player to have, but <sighs> Daryl, my good friend, Daryl Morey, why must you risk your career for a guy like this? Why? I don't understand it. I never will understand it. You have a guy like Joel Embiid. You really want to put another ball-dominant guard that you just hadn't been Simmons. You really want to put another one and pair him with, with Joel Embiid. I don't understand it. And now you're seeing, you're, you're reaping the consequences now in this series when you don't have Joel Embiid for it. But we'll, we'll come back to that. 3-6 um, matchup in the East, Milwaukee-Chicago. Um, boy, myself and Caleb, we thought uh, Chris Middleton out. Uh, we thought the Bulls might have an opportunity, and they squandered it royally, royally. These, some of these games weren't even close. They weren't even fun to watch. They weren't even fun to watch. Now, I, I understand Chicago had some some injury issues and and some uh, some COVID-19 issues. Zach Levine had to enter protocols for uh, the closeout game for, for Milwaukee. I know Caruso uh, was having some health issues as well. So those are big pieces that you miss. But these some of these games weren't even competitive. Chicago will get there, though. Um I think they have a really good roster that they do need to add a couple pieces, um, but they do have talent on that team. Now, Zach Levine enters free agency. It'll be interesting to see if he decides to go somewhere else or if he decides to stay in Chicago. I did read today that Zach Levine does share the same agent, uh, the same agency as LeBron James. I know they've talked about Zach has mentioned that he wouldn't mind playing with LeBron in LA. That would definitely be something to keep an eye on as the Lakers are looking to rebuild almost that entire roster. Now, as for the last series in the first round, uh, the two seven uh, matchup there, Boston and Brooklyn, boy, Boston put the pedal to the metal on Brooklyn. They were relentless against them. Um, is this damning to Kevin Durant's legacy? No. Uh, we also need to stop the talk of Jason Tatum is better than Kevin Durant. That's nonsense. Please stop. How quickly, how quickly we forget that Kevin Durant just casually averages about mm, 26 to 30 points every single year. We quickly forget that. Kevin Durant is still a bad man in this league. That roster that Brooklyn had is awful. We, they were promised, we were promised Ben Simmons in game four. Guess what we didn't get? Ben Simmons. Guess what's happening as of today? Ben Simmons is having another back surgery. I feel for Kevin Durant. This is not his fault. This is not his fault. It is not his fault that Kyrie Irving decided not to get vaccinated. It is not his fault that New York has such, such strict COVID laws. Joe Harris, they lost Joe Harris in the season. That's not his fault. He's playing with guys. He's playing with guys like Bruce Brown 
and rookie Cam Thomas. Now, there's nothing wrong with those players in the correct roles, but they are not major. They, they shouldn't be major contributors or major pieces to a playoff roster. They should be your role players that come in and, and they hit shots when you need them to. Bruce Brown shouldn't be the one, shouldn't be the leading scorer, shouldn't be scoring 20 points a game. Because that, that's, that's not his role. Anyway, Boston gets the sweep. They look extremely good. Um, they were hotter than a fox, a fox in a forest fire. I mean, they were impressive as all get out. They look really good right now. So let's let's get let's get in the second round here. We'll go back to the West. We'll start there. Um, we have the one four matchup: uh, Phoenix and Dallas. Phoenix took Game One. Um, fun game to watch. I, I enjoy watching both these teams. If you don't like watching Devin Booker, something's wrong with you. Um, if you don't like watching somebody like Chris Paul, something's wrong with you. Um, I don't understand that. So that's my two cents about it. Um, like I said, close game. Um, Suns won it by seven at the end of the day. Uh, so Looking forward to game two tonight. Luka Doncic did all he could in game one to try to bring him back and win that game. Just wasn't enough. Uh, that, that's going to be the matchup. I, I, again, I think Dallas is is overmatched in this series. I think Phoenix is a well-oiled machine. Um, they have who they need uh, to, to win a title this year. I think Dallas is still missing pieces. Obviously, they don't have a key guy like Tim Hardaway. They haven't had him for a long time. Um but that's okay. I, I think Dallas, they can very easily add people uh, to their roster and, and they're right back there. They're right back there, maybe even in a top three seat potentially. So uh, I don't think there's much to worry about there. I think Dallas does get a couple. I think Phoenix wins it in six, um, but I've been extremely imp- impressed with how Phoenix has fought. They did this last year when Chris Paul was out. Uh, this time Booker was out for a couple games and they're right back. They're right back to where, the, where they need to be. Um, DeAndre Ayton, I think he's even better than he was last year. Um, he, he dropped 25 and eight in game one. Uh, they're going to need a guy like Ayton to step up as well. He's going to have to do a little more scoring. I think that's kind of what hurt them um, in the finals last year. I, I think Aiton played very well, but if he can give you a little more consistency on the offensive end, I think that that team even becomes even more dangerous, if I'm being honest with you. So uh, very impressed with, with Phoenix right now. Luca is just out of this world. Um, my goodness, Jalen Brunson, he's had a, a pretty decent playoffs for the most part. He's going to get paid this off season. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, yeah, let's look at the next one. Let's look at the next one here. Golden State Memphis. We are two games into this series now. Golden State won game one in a, in a nice rally comeback there. Um, and then Memphis, uh, they won a tough game two last night. Boy, this is going to be a battle. I wouldn't be shocked if this went seven games. Um, like I mentioned earlier, John Morant has been something else to watch. I think he had 47 last night. Uh, big time win at home. Massive win. What I like about this series is this is good old-fashioned physical basketball. 
Okay. Game one, we had Draymond Green um, ejected for a flagrant two. Did I think he deserved a flagrant two? No, I understand why they did it. Yes, I do think it's a little bit of a reputation call, but nonetheless, I understand why they gave it to him. But then we come to game two. We see Dylan Brooks um, get called for a flagrant two against Gary Payton, the second, uh, which I think that was warranted. I, I honestly do. I think that one was. I didn't really see too much of a play on the ball. Um, and, and now here we are with Gary Payton, the second with a fractured elbow. It sounds like I mean, that, that could potentially put him out for the rest of the playoffs. Do I think Dylan Brooks is a dirty player? No. Do I think that was a dirty foul? Yes. Yes, I do. But I, lo- I love the physicality. The only thing that I, I wish we didn't have as much of is I think the Grizzlies need to stop talking and they need to do more, a little more playing. OK, I, I, I understand the mentality and we're not going to back down from anyone. And you can say that, uh, you know, in you know, after practices and in, in your press conferences and things like that. But on the court, keep it shut. Keep it shut. Both teams, honestly, Golden State's a veteran team. Uh, They've won a couple titles together. They need to shut up. Okay, this is a Memphis team that that on paper they should beat. They should beat. They have more experience. They've been there, done that. They should beat them. And if you look at it from the Memphis perspective, you're the two seed. Golden State is the three seed. And you're you're talking smack. You guys just split at home. At home. You need you now have to go to Golden State and you have to you have to try to split there. Let me tell you something. That place is is become a place that is not easy to play in. And you you have to try to split there now. So that way you don't come back to Memphis down three one. Both teams shut up, do the playing and let that do the talking for you. Please, for the love of God. This is going to be a very physical, emotional series. Um, I think this is honestly, uh, out of all of them, it's close, but I think this is the best series. So this is going to be the best series um, out of the four series here before we get to the, the conference, uh, the conference finals. This is the best series. It's must watch TV. Yes. I know it's a little bit later. I struggle staying awake too, but this is much, or this is must watch basketball something to keep an eye on i feel like by the end of the series i think we might have a suspension honestly with the way that this series has been played um it's just that oh it's just such exciting basketball to see clay thompson out there back in the playoffs doing his thing seth curry obviously is going to get his and then you, you get to see new guys right especially on the grizzlies uh, for for those that uh, you maybe haven't watched a lot of basketball recently, uh, these young guys in Memphis, the Jaron Jackson Juniors, when he's out of when he stays out of foul trouble, he is outstanding. He's outstanding when when he's out of foul trouble. Desmond Bain, he's coming into his own and washing away that I'm just a shooter mantra. John Morant, of course. Tyus Jones coming off the bench. Then you look at Golden State. You got Jonathan Kaminga, who who's getting. Big time minutes, honestly. He's getting really good, solid minutes in the middle of the game um, to really get his feet wet. Uh, really athletic. I think he's going to be fun to watch. Jordan Poole is really coming into his own as well. You're seeing a lot of young guys, and it's just it's incredible to watch. It almost makes you wish the old guard would just go away. LeBron, retire. Chris Paul, retire. Carmelo Anthony, retire. Please get out of the way for these guys because they're coming. 
and they're going to take over the NBA. These guys are going to be stars. And if they stay together, it the West is going to be stacked for a long time if they all stay together. All in all, my prediction, give me Golden State in six. That's my prediction, Golden State in six. Now let's, let's shift our focus over to the East here. Let's look at the 1-4 matchup. Miami and Philadelphia. Um, Philly is is uh, missing Joel Embiid. Uh, missed him in game one. They are missing him in game two now. Um, uh, let's just be honest. James Harden can't sustain a team by himself. He cannot will a team to victory uh, anymore. Uh, we thought maybe there might – we saw a glistening hope in game one. Uh, James Harden led him to a one-point lead at halftime. Uh, they were kind of riding some momentum, but but Miami came out and just put the molly wop on him in the second half. Miami won easily. Um, no issues there whatsoever. Miami pretty much at full strength, almost uh, just running through them. And like I said, they look good. Um, out of bio, Harrow's playing really good. Recently just crowned sixth man of the year. Um, and, and deservedly so. Deservedly so. Harrow's had a good season. He's been big for them off the bench. He's been, I think he's going to be a key in this series. 100%. Um, Philly is is hanging with Miami right now with 10 minutes to go in the fourth. Um, but help is on the way. It sounds like Joel Embiid may be available for game three uh, with the series shifting back to, to Philly. Um, yeah, he might be crowned MVP that game. So maybe a little extra juice in the tank for Joel Embiid and the Sixers team maybe could try to even that series or at least get a game in Philly. Um, all in all, I think Miami does win this win this series. I'll say they win it. I'll say they win it in six. I, I think six is good. I think Philly would get two games. I think Joel Embiid has a couple good games when he comes back. Um, but James Harden, they're going to need James Harden to play way better than this. Um, otherwise, we're we're going to go back to the old James Harden narrative of when it meant when it matters the most, he's nowhere to be found, which is most often the case. Most often the case. So, give me Miami in six. Um, boy, Miami's wrong. I mean, what can you say about Miami? Honestly, uh, Jimmy Butler, as much as I hate to say it, he's been playing extremely well. Adebayo, like I said, Harrow. Oladipo has even come in and given them solid minutes here and there. Um, good to see him getting back to form. Um, very nice to see. So, good for them. We'll see him in the conference conference finals oh then let's let's go back to i think the second best series uh, out of these four here uh milwaukee and boston everyone wanted to overreact at game one milwaukee kind of came in again no middleton thought that might cause some issues the way boston celtics have been playing lately and milwaukee utterly destroyed boston in game one Everyone overreacted, in, including our colleague and host of Lynn Sanity, Caleb Lynn. He texted me and said, I think uh, I think Milwaukee rolls in probably five. And I was like, calm down, man. I think we're overreacting to this. And I was right. Boston came out. Um, they were extremely hot from three. Um, and, and they buried Milwaukee early. Early they buried him. Um this team is not to be trifled with. You cannot just you cannot just sit on guys like like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown um, and expect them to go away quietly. 
Uh, they're hungry. I think they have a roster that could be built for the finals. Um, I think Brad Stevens did, did a nice job on there. I think they have the right man at the wheel um, at head coach to do it as well. Um, Rob Williams, he's a major key to this team, but I'll tell you what, the, the backup bigs uh, with Tyson Horford, they, they were ex- extremely solid for them. They, they play just as so much of a role, even without Robert Williams. And Rob Williams is finally 100%, um, and he gets going again. This team's going to be dangerous, and they're going to cause fits for Milwaukee. Uh, this is really going to test Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and really force him to put that Superman cape on and do everything he can uh, for Milwaukee to win. Uh, I... <sighs> It's hard to say. I don't think Middleton's going to be back for this year at any point in this series. I'd be shocked if he was. Um, they would definitely need him, especially if, if it was coming down to a game six or a game seven in an elimination game. Um, but I don't know that he's going to be back. So it's going to have to be Giannis, and he, he's going to have to prove, and I use that term loosely because I think he's proven it. He's going to have to prove again that he's the best player in the league. I think you could arguably say that he is the best player in the league, um, that he maybe should be back-to-back MVP winner. Um, But again, it sounds like he's going to have to prove it again because the media is not giving him love. And it's disappointing. I understand you may not like his style style of play, um, but the numbers are there. The the proof is in the numbers. Just look at him. I mean, I don't think we've seen a dominant force like that, that that can make it look so easy it, it, it's almost like a big, almost like a shack almost that's just so dominant around the rim. You, you can do nothing to stop it. Like, I feel like LeBron James, even at, at his peak powers, uh, when you look at, you know, his early Cleveland days and his Miami days, there was the verticality really came into play, especially during his Miami days. And, and that was that was stoppable. That kind of stopped him at the rim a little bit. But with Giannis, what are you going to do? What are you going to? Are you going to try to meet him at the rim? Hit him with verticality? His arms are just going to go right over you. I don't think we've seen seen something like that in a while. So I, I'm not going to put it past Giannis to carry this team. Um, I think he is absolutely capable of doing it. So I think that is another series. I think that series could potentially go seven. I really do. I don't know that it will. I don't, I, I'm really struggling predicting. I think the Celtics win the series. Uh, I just don't know in how many games. But it's going to be, a, I think that's going to be a fun series to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, that kind of wraps up our, uh, our quick uh, playoff recap there. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, don't be afraid to rate, review, um, give us the five-star, uh, leave any comments, questions, anything like that. Um, and then listen to our other content. We got uh, Alex Burr and J.D. Hall on our uh, Power Hour. They're talking the same stuff we are. They're going to have a little bit different perspective, though. So give it a listen. That's always good stuff. And then Circle City Cinema, um, the current content that we have out there, latest uh, podcast was myself, uh, the host, Zach Griffith, and then um, another guest, uh, Cooper Ogle. And we recently covered the new Robert Pattinson Batman film. That was a lot of fun. So go take a listen. Uh, Zach will be putting out more, uh, more Circle City 
content shortly. We do have Obi-Wan Kenobi coming up. So we'll be doing a week by week uh, review of that. So that'll be a lot of fun. Very much looking forward to that. Um, But thanks again for listening and see you next week.